Welcome to Jeff in Motion. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm going to see how long I can go before I actually say anything and it doesn't start to bug people. little game, play with myself, you know. It's a beautiful Monday morning. Not as warm as I'd like it to be, but I mean, it's only May. Give it time, Jeff, give it time. Sooner than later, it's going to be warmer than you want it to be. Enjoy the cold while it lasts, I suppose. Oh, man. Been shirking on my made-up theme duties. Oh, shoot. I forgot to take a picture of myself. All right. Okay. Don't tell anybody, but we're going to take a picture on the move. This is very dangerous. Oh, oh. Breaking the law. All right. All right. <clears throat> mm, lots of glare. Oh well, you'll survive. Oh man, I've talked about the diet a couple times before. Sorry, I'm so sleepy. Hmm. Got a video game hangover. I'll talk about that later, though. Uh, I've talked about the diet before. Um, the slow carb diet. Uh, as laid out in the book, The 4-Hour Body. Um, and part of the diet is built in a cheat day. And the logic behind it is, um, if when you, because it's a very strict, very um, repressive isn't the right word, restricted diet. So you are cutting your calories like whoa during the week. So when you do that, your body goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You're the body starving, alert, alert. So it starts to just lock down fat and the things you want to get rid of. So with the cheat day, the, go- the rules for cheat day are there are no rules and there is no guilt. So eat what you want as much as you want. It does not matter. Yes. It's going to set you back a little each each week, but it's going to keep you on the diet because whenever you have a craving, it can be like, cheat day's coming, cheat day's coming. And it also, your body is like, oh, whoa, whoa, this guy is in no way starving. We do not need to hold on to all this fat. Holy crap. So yesterday, Sunday, was my cheat day. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, back when I was on this diet before, I wasn't counting calories in addition to the diet. I've been counting calories, not so much to count calories, but to just keep a log of what I'm eating. Basically, keep myself honest. If it goes in my mouth, it goes in the log. And uh, the application I use, uh, which is the Lose It No Space app, which is great. Um, and free. There's a premium version, but I honestly don't see a reason to get it. Sorry, I'm talking through a yawn. Pardon me. Mm. 
um, it also counts my calories, and, you know, and I can weigh in once a day, and just watch, there's a little line graph, and, you know, graphs are fun, when, statistics, yay, but I, before, now, I am counting my calories on cheat day, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, well, on a normal weekday, I've budgeted myself about 1,600 calories. The goal is to lose two weeks or two pounds a week, which, granted, I'm at my on my third week. I've lost seven pounds. I'm I'm beating my goals. Um, before yesterday, it was 12 pounds, but we'll get into that. And um, God, sorry, too many gods. Should have got these out earlier. Got a fucking. Chevy riding my ass. It's a back road, motherfucker. I'm going like 10 over. Deal with it. Christ. Anyway. So, 1600. About. Um, yesterday, I nearly tripled my cal- caloric intake allowance. I had over 4,500 calories yesterday, which. It just kind of became a a sick scientific experiment because, like, I was putting in all the... Because I went over to my parents' house for Mother's Day, you know, give my mom a hug and eat some food that she made, and it was... It wasn't anything unhealthy. I just had two two large portions of everything because cheat day. What the fuck? YOLO. And I fear that I'm going to... Start. I'm going to be using YOLO ironically a little too often, and it's going to start becoming genuine YOLO. So we got to watch out for that. Although I am absolutely not the right demographic to be saying that. So if I start saying it, it means it's becoming uncool. So that's a good thing. YOLO. Anyway. And so I, I'm counting my calories after lunch, and I was like, shit. I've hit like almost 3,000 calories in its lunch. And the yes, yes, that is probably partly because I had a gigantic bowl of kicks for breakfast and then ate cookies with milk. And not eight A-T-E cookies, eight E-I-G-H-T cookies. So, that's an important distinction. So I was like, well, fucking A. I could easily not eat another thing from like 3 p.m. on or I could keep eating and see what happens. So, you can take a guess at what I did. I had, like, a large bowl of popcorn, three slices of pizza, frozen pizza nuts, not, like, delivery. I'm not an animal. (laughs) And then six more cookies with milk. And... (laughs) I was counting my, and then, like, I put in my calories. I'm like, son of a bitch. And, like, granted, I gained, like, three and a half pounds. But, other than that, I haven't had really, like, I I feel full still. And I'm sure I'm going to see some digestive issues in the near future. But... I don't plan on trying to beat that mark. I mean, if I get close, maybe I'll, I will. But it was just a, a fun thing. 
Oh, man. Yeah. So that was my weekend. I ate a whole lot of food. It was glorious. Glorious! I also lost a, uh... Oh, oh, also, my wife and I started playing Borderlands 2. Uh, yes, I know, we're late to the game, but we bought the game right around when it came out, because she and I absolutely loved playing Borderlands 1 together. Um, we both, I mean, we knew we each loved video games, but Asen's not big into watching people play video games, so I, I don't get a whole lot of single-player games played after bedtime, and, you know, I can play games that don't have, like, a lot of shooting and blood in them, uh, before Morgan goes to bed, like, Rayman and Mario, and she's cool with that, but, like, it's not so much that I'm worried about scarring her, it's just she doesn't find that entertaining. She doesn't, she wants to see colors and pretty music, and I, I'm getting to blame her, she's a three-year-old girl, or, hell, three-year-old boy, three-year-old, let's leave it at that. Pretty colors, funny music, it's pretty rock solid at that age. Anyway, but then we found Borderlands, and uh, Aislinn, when we started, or she had gotten, really, really gotten into the the Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas games, and those were kind of her first foray into the dual, doist, dual joystick, dual joystick control scheme, which, because uh, she had, they had taken a long break from playing video games, like... N64 was about as complicated as it got, and then she just kind of dropped off. And then, um, you know, she started dating Mr. Uber Nerd here, and yeah, video games are a thing. They're a part of my life. They'll never not be a part of my life. So, and that's awesome, because she's like, oh, sweet, I'm gonna start playing video games again, because I did ages ago. Anyway, anyway. She is actually a surprise guest host on this Wednesday's uh, Popular Outcast Gaming. So, check that out. There's a sneak peek. Sneak peek. Um, of a surprise. So, just the loyal loyal Jeff in Motion listeners will know what's coming. Anyway. So, we played Borderlands 2, and, like, that was... A bonding experience is maybe not the exactly what I mean, but, like, it was the first game she and I got really, really into together at the same time with each other. Like, we played... Neither, I have not played a single minute of single player on Borderlands. Not one. Every single thing I did in that game was with Aislinn, and vice versa. So, you know, we got, we all nearly finished every mission in Borderlands, but, like, there was this one super crazy, asininely tough-to-beat boss that kind of got us disenfranchised with it, and, you know, we're completionists, so we really wanted to, you know, beat that boss before we started Borderlands 2, and then we just stopped playing because, like, we had to grind for levels to get it, and then we're just, you know, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. We started playing some other games here and there. We started picking up other projects, like watching shows. Like, we watched Firefly and things like that. And then, the like, this Friday, um, I was like, you know what? And I just threw the game in. I threw our controller, and we started. And we were instantly hooked again. It's, and I mean, you've all... If, you, if you, any of this is making sense to you, you already know everything I'm going to say. 
But it's basically all the things we loved about Borderlands were improved upon. All the things we hated were taken out. It's just great. It's great. But this has caused an issue where we usually would head up to bed around 10 o'clock. That was, and that's like when we were playing the Le- the Lego Lord of the Rings or whatnot. You know, it'd be like ah ten ten thirty. It's time for bed. I get up early. The my Morgan gets up early. Therefore, Aeson gets up early. It's you know, but with Borderlands two, before we even look at the clock, it's like eleven thirty, and then I'm like oh shit, it's eleven thirty. We should wrap up this one quest, and we do, and then. Well, you know, we'll check all the stores out, and then we'll see if there are any more quests, and then I'll be like, and then we'll we'll want to start another quest. It's like, oh, this quest only looks sm- short, and I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck. It is like two minutes to midnight. We absolutely can't start another quest, and we both are like, we both agree. We're like, yeah, yeah, we really, really can't start another quest, but like, we. Oh, both of us know that we could easily keep playing for another couple hours. So we're we're in deep in that game right now, and we're in trouble because neither of us are going to have a lot of sleep until that's done, and it's going to be days upon days until that, or weeks until we're done done with that because we've got four DLC. <sighs> Pardon it be. Huh. Speaking. Borderlands 2. If you have not yet picked up a copy, if you're a late adopter, like my wife and I were, you could go to jeffinmotion.popularoutcast.com and click on the big purple Amazon banner. That's right, the big purple Amazon.com banner with the Popular Outcast logo upon it. Doing so will take you to Amazon.com where you shop like you normally would. Go ahead. Search for Borderlands 2. Buy it. Buy it. It's inexpensive. Do it. You'll love it. What this does is it sends a small percentage of your purchase to us. No additional charge to you. So basically, Amazon is getting less money, and we're getting a little bit of it. And Amazon's pretty cool to do that. Because we're sending the, you to them. Anyway. I feel like I've fallen away from improvising the theme. But I just haven't had it in me lately. I don't want to sing the Adventure Time one again. Because goddamn, I love it. But I want to become a thing. I don't know. Maybe if the mood strikes me sometime during this episode. Hmm. I've been debating... Oh! Mother's Day. (laughs) So, my mom's on Facebook. That's pretty common nowadays. She's... She's a youth director for the church. She's got to stay with what's hip. Gosh, pardon me. And, um... She just... Casually, she's like, So, you know, why did you fall from religion? Obviously. A reference to one of the uh, episodes of this podcast that I uh, had linked to on Facebook the other day. And I said, well, you'll just have to listen to the podcast. And I said, but I warn you, Mom, I say curse words. 
And I don't know why I didn't expect Mom to notice these, but I don't think it's that I didn't expect it. I just didn't even consider it. Because, I mean, damn it, I don't care. My parents and I have always had a great relationship. Nothing I'm saying on here is going to ruin any, any of that. It's just going to enlighten them. It's basically like I took my teenager teenager journal, which I did not do because fuck writing. Um, it's basically like I took a journal and left it open on the dining room table for anyone to walk by, except anyone could literally be anyone and not just my family. Um, right now it's about 120 people frequent stopping by my journal to read and seeing, you know, if I've got a crush on Tiffany or not. Which I don't think I've ever had a crush on Tiffany. Yeah. The only Tiffany I can remember from high school. Uh... She had... I'm hoping she grew out of her looks. I'm trying to be sensitive. Because, you know, there's some things you can't help. And she did not win the genetic lottery. We'll say it that way. Um, We'll say it that way. Poor Tiffany. Anyway... She got really mean, though, and I guarantee you it was because people picked on her. So, like, you can't blame it. You can't blame her for getting defensive and mean. But, you know, some people get funny. Some people get just nasty. And that's the direction that old Tiffany went. Just not... Not a nice person. Although, society done made her that way. Turns out we were the monsters the whole time. The whole time. (laughs) I had to pause Friday's episode of this uh, podcast to start recording this one. So that's a level of, like, Inception-esque narcissism that I've never experienced before. Oh, wait, I have to stop listening to myself talk to myself in my car to record myself talking to myself into my car for me to listen to later. (laughs) Uh, I've been considering having an episode of this podcast, which is basically an open letter to my parents, laying out all the things that uh, they've done that I feel really affected me. I don't think I'm ready for it yet, because I guarantee you, I post that on Facebook, Mom's going to listen. And I grant she could very well listen to the other podcast too we'll see we'll see I don't think I say anything that uh like I said I don't think I say anything that would ruin relationships um it's just how I feel for real and I try very very hard to be quote unquote real with people and not hide my emotions on anything so this is really just an extension of that but I don't have the guilt of actually looking at someone in the face as I say things. Which is probably a dangerous thing. Anyway. There are a couple things I could want, I could talk about today. Like the uh, woes of being a freelance 
designer slash artist, which I experienced firsthand this weekend. But there's also a topic I've been meaning to get to about body modification. I think I'll hold off on that, though, because the freelancing is fresh in my mind. I did a logo for somebody, um, which was great. Um, and, like, there were some annoyances because, one, they needed it in 12 hours. But I wasn't actually speaking to the client. I was speaking to a good friend of mine who was a good friend of the client. So I had an in-between, which was absolutely perfect because I way underquoted them. Uh, she was like, hey, Jeff, could you do a logo for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Here I'm figuring it's for like a Facebook group or something. I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll, I'll do a logo. And she's like, okay, how much do you want? And I was like, oh, right. You know, I got a, I went to school for four fucking years to get paid to do logos. Um, I should charge her something. And uh, like, I want, I aspire to do a lot of freelance work, but with, you know, school and life and work work, uh, I just haven't done a lot of it, so I've not practiced in the whole process. So, I was like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, money, money, um, and point of reference, you should never, like, a professional logo should never be less than $250, that's just a baseline, but, like, I don't feel confident enough in my ability yet to charge that, um, it's common for a business to pay upwards of a grand for a logo. So that's just a point of reference here to color this story. So I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. Uh, sure, sure, uh, 20, 25 bucks, 25 bucks. I'm still thinking, you know, this is just for like a, a Facebook group or a, a small, you know, something, eh, whatever, whatever. It'll be fun, I'll do it. Hey, that's like a meal at Red Robin, sweet. And then she's like, oh, awesome. Uh, okay. My, my friend is part owner of a new bar in Sunbury. This is the, uh, and my first thought is, ah, oh, fuck. This is a business logo, like for a real business that has a, a brick and mortar. And I'm like, shit. I should have charged so much more. But here is where the story gets funny and great. Um, she's just like, that seems pretty low. How about, you know, we, I told him 50. And I was like, oh, awesome. You're awesome. Thanks. And then she even, had, I think, bumped it up to 75 later. I was just like, and this is just the greatest fucking thing. It's like having an agent as a graphic designer. She's negotiating higher and higher prices. And I'm just like, sitting back like, yeah, yeah, just give me the info. You, you know, awesome. <laughs> and so then, uh, and I'm just talking to her about it. I haven't really started yet. And she's like, I'll wait. Never mind. They decided that they're not going to do it. And, I, and she's super apologetic and far angrier at them than I am. And I was like, dude, 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 it's fine. I didn't even start yet. I, the only thing I've done is talk to you. That's fine. And no time wasted. And still, she felt real bad. So like two weeks later... She's like, hey, remember that logo? Can you get it to me tonight? <laughs> and I was like, oh, whoa. And she was livid, livid at these people for do for pulling this, which, honestly, 
and I know she listens. Honestly, that's pretty common with clients, um, especially smaller businesses. But she's absolutely livid that they're pulling this shit, and she was, and she was like, "Well, I'm not talking to them unless you pay at least one fifty. And like, she tells me this, and I'm like, "What? This is you are the best. You're the best. I want you to be the in between." for all of my clients forever. What the hell? This never happens. People, you always, your price ends up going down and down as negotiations go, negotiations go on, not up. And so, you know, I pump the logo out. I get a little stressed over it because it's a pretty short time frame. And I do, and you know, I do some of it during my lunch break and then I do the rest at home with Aislinn helping me out. Um, and Morgan not helping, but being adorable, and, um, literally to the point where she was grabbing my, the arm, my designing hand that I was using on the mouse and pulling it away because she wanted me to come play, um, which I did get a solid half hour of fake sword fighting in with her, so that's fine. She was not neglected that night. (laughs) But, so I get it, I, you know, I email different versions, um, they, they were kind of flip-flopping on which version they want, but that was fine. And she, and then the, the, the woman's just like, I was really fighting to get you 200, but I only got you 175. And I was like, holy shit, that's like a hundred dollars more than what I originally was way happy to get. So that's just fine. Granted, it is low for a business logo, but... I've got, like, no experience, so I can't be asking full price right now. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you want some... I mean, I'm going to charge you professional prices, granted. Um, I'll get to that later. But I can't charge, like, what a well-established freelance graphic designer can. I just can't. Um, I may have the same skill level, maybe even higher, I don't know. But since I am not established, since I don't have a body of work to to point at and be like, I did this, 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 and this, you owe me more money, I just can't. That's just the way the world works. So I get, you know, and in 48 hours, I've designed a logo and have been paid for that logo. That never happens. I went to the bar, I talked to the guy, uh, I talked to my friend, um... Ace and I had a PBR. It was great. Uh, Ace and I will definitely be going there um, for local, uh, for people in the Susquehanna Valley area of Pennsylvania. It's the Route 61 Roadhouse Bar. Um, I know they have a Facebook page. Uh, search Route 61 Roadhouse. Um, it's a cowboy bar, but it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek cowboy bar. Like, they're they're taking it, cranking it to 11. Um and they have like all wooden decor but like get in there now because it smells like lumber because it's a brand new place and it's great and um like the guy who's uh cooking is incredible uh I don't eat meat so I can't eat that stuff but I'm very anxious to go in and eat the other stuff he has there so this isn't going to mean much that the, the reason I was withholding the name is because it wasn't going to mean much to the greater populace. But people who live in the Susquehanna Valley area of Pennsylvania, check it out. 
check it out. It's in Sunbury. Um, check it out online first because they're only open two days a week, Friday and Saturday. I don't know what the hours are offhand. Anyway, anyway, enough of that. So this is great. Awesome. I'm in high spirits. Um, and as I am done getting that, you know, getting a check and, you know, visiting the place and being like, awesome, this place is really cool. I get an email. Someone, for the first time, has found my graphic design webpage, uh, kunkledesign.com, which drastically needs updated. Like, it's all right, but it needs, it needs a, a facelift. And has contacted me via the form. And they're like, hey, I'm an amateur artist. I'm looking for a website. Um, can you quote me? And I was like, oh, awesome. This never happens. So, you know... I'm like, hey, what do you want? And she wants some blogging ability and, uh, like, an image carousel. And these are things that are, like, I know how to do, but they're kind of heavy duty. And um, herein lies the... um, Paradox isn't the right word. The real issue with freelance design, especially before you're established, is what do I charge? I could way undercharge to give, you know, but then if if you undercharge someone, you're undervaluing your work. And I've got 1.75 bachelor degrees. I can't devalue that. Like I I have to appreciate the skill that I paid to have. You know? And it's, it, that drastically combats my, like, it, it feels like bragging. And, like, I, I have this humbleness ingrained in me that I don't know where it came from. I've uh, speculated before that it comes from just the, my Pennsylvania Dutch background where it's just like, you know, it's all well and good. Um, you shouldn't be ashamed for fe- being proud of yourself, but you don't need to tell everybody. Come on. Um... And just... So I know that I went to... Six, uh, four and a half years of school for graphic design. And I've continued on for like two more with web design. I know that my, my skills are valuable. I have professional skills. That I can't be like, oh, a couple hundred bucks. Or, oh, or under a hundred bucks. At all. That's just not even a thing. Because if I do that, I'm selling myself short. And then if I get a, if she tells her friend, oh, hey, this guy will do you a website for like 75 bucks, I can't have that spreading. I can't be the cheap guy. Because if I want to, I want people to be like, oh, you know, it's a little bit of money, but it's totally worth it. That's, that's where I want to sit. At the premium but not asininely expensive. I don't want see then there's the thing. You don't want to overvalue your stuff. You don't want to people to feel like they're getting less than what they paid for. And there's not there's no solid rule of thumb for this. You can Google this till your fucking eyes bleed and you're gonna find a hundred different people with a hundred different methods. And uh I, I talked to a, lot, a couple different people I graduated with, some who, were do, who have done more 
freelance graphic design than I have, and they're like, you know, uh, basically, I do it hourly. Um, I pick an hourly rate for myself and stick to it, and then I estimate it 50 hours. And I was like, okay, all right, that sounds good. So basically, I look at, I looked at what I would want to be paid for it, looked at that minus, you know, the equation to get 50 hours, so that minus 50, or divided by 50, yada, 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 and I found that, you know, I was comfortable quoting myself at $30 an hour, and then I was like, you know, so I, it could be like 750 for this website, if you wanted me to do more in-depth one, 1500 and she's just like, oh, woo, 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 uh, that is way out of my budget, and honestly, that's what I was expecting. Uh, but it was a bummer because you want to keep that client. You want it. You need that. Cli- you want the client because I mean, one, you want their money, but two, you want to like get the experience of freelancing and awesome. But I also knew that that probably wasn't what as a quote, as a self-proclaimed amateur artist that probably is not their price range. And now I told her I was like, hey, you know, what is your budget? I'll gladly help you find something that works for you, even if it's not me. Um, I could I could send her to a good uh, CMS content content management system like WordPress or Squarespace.com. Um, offer code Nerdist, and um, you know I could send her somewhere and really help because I want this I want to help this girl out, but I'm not the person to do it, and like and it hurts me because I want to help everybody. You know I want I want to help. But I can't, if I want to maintain professional integrity, I can't be like, well, you know, just this one time, I'll do it for a hundred bucks. Because, yes, I mean, a hundred bucks is great, and I could use a hundred bucks, but that's devaluing my ability. And she's like, and then you run into the chance that I don't know this person. She could wait, she could be taking advantage of me, or she could send 20 of her friends to me for a hundred dollar website that should be costing them 500 or at least. And as a, this is just this is a pretty new experience for me, and it's it's tough, it's real tough, because I just I want to be working, I want to do this, any additional money is great, but I can't if I really want to set myself up to succeed, I can't I can't undercut myself, and I talked about this in depth in depth with uh, Nate Santitian previous guest on the Popular Outcast podcast and good friend and freelance graphic designer and um, you know he, he's run into the same issues he's had more experience so he, he feels more confident with setting his prices but he's undercut himself uh, he, he did a $200 logo that he easily could have got 800 for so it's, it's an issue and as I'm talking to people I'm realizing that this extends not only to graphic design but freelance art in general, as in Mike Bennett and John Smith, both uh, illustrators that make me jealous every day. Um, John Smith just fucking a that kid. Uh, awesome stuff, awesome awesome stuff. Maybe I'll link to his Tumblr. Or you know what? You're adults. Google it. Figure it out. <laughs> Vox the Devil. That's, that'll help you. That's his Tumblr. Uh, Tumblr URL, I believe. Anyway. Great stuff. And, like, 
he was, he just said, you know, he's going on a trip to Japan, lucky bastard. And, I mean, it's not luck. He earned the money and then spent it. That's not luck. That's, you know, life. That's how it works. He didn't get handed a trip to Japan. He paid for one. He's, he's not lucky. He just is able to do that. Anyway. And he was like, he wanted to, you know, build up some of the money he spent on the tickets. Because that was a lot of the money he had saved up. So he's like, you know what, I'll start commissioning illustrations. Which is essentially, exactly, freelance illustration. And uh, he wanted to set the illustrations at 10. And I was like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Uh, that is way too low. You're devaluing your art. And it's great. He could easily get 25 or more. Um easily get 25 for the black and white ones he's doing. Uh, higher if he would do the color, which he is great at. And um, he ended up settling for 15, which is completely affordable. Uh-oh. Construction. We might have a long episode, ladies and gentlemen. That's fine. Oh. F- fucking A. I am stopped dead on a highway. Ugh. Anyway, I am angry because I'm not moving, which means I can't get to work and start at work uh, 45 minutes early like I like to and work on getting two additional podcasts ready to drop this week. But I'm also recording my podcast today, so that means it's going to be longer, which I love myself, obviously, because of this. I record myself alone. Well, anyway... We'll see how long the delay is. I'll let you know when I start moving again. You'll probably be able to tell because you'll hear the road noises start up again. Fox the Devil. He, uh... His art... I goddamn love it. If you guys remember, uh... Crossover fans for the Popular Outcast podcast, the... What I think is much funnier podcast that I'm part of, and, uh, the own... The, you know... Founders of the Popular Outcast Productions Network, which I'm a part of. Um, he did the Ghost House, or the Bee House illustration. And it's like, it's just so fucking good. So fucking good. The colors are great. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Have a signed print in my house. Love it. And I, so he's charging 15 which I think he could easily get $10 more. No question get $10 more. Um, even higher than that, he'd have less of a client base. Like, pe- not as many people would buy from him, but he'd still get people to buy from him. So maybe um, in the future, if he ever does this again, um, he'll crank the price up a little because it's totally worth it. Um, and then we have Mike Bennett, who... Kid, uh, and we're moving again. He, he's like, oh man, this is a great idea. I also do illustrations. I'll do it, but I'm gonna ask John permission because I don't want to feel like I'm stealing his idea. Michael Bennett. While it's a good idea, John Smith is not the first one to sell illustrations by commission. It, I appreciate, I appreciate the sheer amount of consideration you take into everything you do and not wanting to make anyone even kind of mad or even slightly uncomfortable. But come on, sometimes put yourself first. (laughs) Anyway, 
so he's doing it, and he's also doing 15, and I feel he could do 25 easy also. I mean, he's doing color. So, and that's not to say that that's a bad thing that John Smith isn't doing color. That's his choice, and it's great. Like, the illustrations I've seen that he's done on these commissions, a lot of my friends have purchased them. Um, If I had $15 just sitting, um, I would definitely, definitely throw it to him. But then there's the, there's just the the valuing your own work, and it, and I know both he and Mike Bennett and I really undervalue our work, although we are well aware that we shouldn't. Like I would not pay myself what I charge people because I'm very self conscious and your own your your own worst critic. But I know deep down that I have the skill that I paid money to learn. Mike Bennett, I love his illustration style. And that kid, talk about color, um, he's been kind of relying on photographic backgrounds lately, but when he does actually illustrate a background, the colors complement the characters so well. Um, I know I'm not the first to tell him this, but, oh, weird, there's a kid with a skull Halloween mask just standing on the side of the road. If it wasn't the fucking middle of the morning, bright light, that would have been really creepy. Now it's just weird. It threw me off. Anyway. Mike Bennett's illustrative style just screams to be animated. Like, John Smith's too, but John Smith's is like, you'd watch an anime or something that is animated like John Smith. John Smith is a massive team of people animates his characters because they're very complex um, and awesome. But Mike Bennett, both, I consider, I don't hold one of them above the other because Mike Bennett has this eye for simplicity, which is way harder than you think it is. Drawing something simple well is one of the hardest things you can do. Um, I know uh, d- my design professors, if ever someone attempted something with a, air quotes, cartoony look, it was all, they were like, I'm not going to tell you not to do this, but I am going to tell you that doing something cartoony is way harder than you think it is. Drawing something simple well is very hard. And like, because anyone can do a simple drawing or a simple illustration, but to really just hit it, hit that nail on the head, it takes a lot of skill. And I think that's one thing that Mike goes towards Mike's uh, uh, lack of belief in himself is he does pretty simple drawings, but I mean, they're fucking spot on. And you got to be proud of your work, Michael Bennett. I know he's listening, so he's going to be blushing as he listens to this, but ha. Hope you're listening to it on speakerphone. Bastard. Anyway. But Michael Bennett's illustrations, like, I I 100% can look at them and see, a, like, a three-minute web video. And I know, I am well aware, that the difference between illustration and animation is a whole different skill set. But, I mean, as it stands right this second, Mike Bennett can do character design for a show or a movie 
or a, you know a short, a web short. He could do character design, no problem. He could do world design, no problem. Um, I would love to see, like, my dream for Mike Bennett in the future is for him to find a way to pursue animation because if anyone's ever spoken to him at length about movies, he is... His heart has a very special place for animation. Um, Pixar particularly, but in general, animation, and I mean, he's got a raging heart on for Disneyland and Disney World in general, and I'm sure that has to do with his love of animation. Everything... Everything I know about Mike Bennett boils down to a love of animation. And I don't know if this is his dream, but my dream for him, when I pretend I'm Mike Bennett, is to, if not become an animator, become deeply involved in the animation process, which could be character design, it could it could be animation, um, it could be writing, that motherfucker's funny, uh, he doesn't think he is, but he is, yeah, that's about, that's, I don't have a solid end to that, somehow that started in freelancing is hard, it ended with uh, me uh, f- verbally filleting Mike Bennett and Vox the Devil, John Smith, but they deserve it, goddammit, they deserve a good oral fellation. And not O-R-A-L, A-U-R-A-L. Words are fun, words are fun, words are great. Jeff in motion, he likes words, yeah. Um, God. You know, it's a specific kind of lazy to have a full thing of windshield wiper fluid in your trunk and just a bug-splattered windshield that you haven't felt like taking the time to get the jug out of your trunk and put it, lift the hood of your car, because, I mean, when you're getting in your car, you don't feel like doing it, you got a place to go, and then when you get there, "Ah, I'm here already, I don't need to put it in, god damn it, I need to get to the dentist, I've had dental insurance for over a year and a half now, still have not made it to the dentist, because I don't know a specific dentist in my area, so, especially one that takes my card, and, like, I've been, it's been way, way, way too long since I've been to the dentist, to the point where, like, I look at my teeth, and I just kind of, like, fuck, I used to have really, really great teeth, now I've just got okay teeth, which is not good enough for me. This week, this week I think I'm going to find a dentist and make an appointment. Fucking A. Gotta get to the dentist. Hope I don't have any cavities. A reoccurring nightmare of mine is that all my teeth fell out. And it's not just like, oh no, my teeth fell out. Ooh, it's a slow process. And like, if you sit and try and remember the very specific feelings of a tooth getting loose and wiggling and then like kind of breaking off a little and that you can feel the rough edge, you know, where the root went away. Um, it's it's, it's kind of sharp, but not quite. And the wiggle, and then the, the, the tearing. Um, you can't remember that if you sit and try, but your brain does. And if you dream about your teeth falling out, and all 32 of your teeth fall out, 
in the same way as they did when you were little. It is one of the most wholly disturbing dreams. And that is the dream that has decided to be reoccurring. I'm going to go to the dentist this week. If not this week, I'm going to have an appointment sent to the dentist. Yeah. 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 Alright. I'm at work. i got to release a podcast today. Yeah. A new one. A new one. One of our, our first monthly podcast. Pretty stoked about it. I haven't listened to it yet. But, I mean, I love the guy who does it. So, I'm pretty confident. Alright. Talk to you guys Friday. Have a good week. A fucking... I never have the fuck it. I always wrap it up all nice. And I never... Ugh!